Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says. Today I'm going to quote from one of our guest contributors. It's by Steve Palmer, and it's titled, The Consent of the Governed. He starts with a quote by William Penn. Quote, It is certain that the most natural and human government is that of consent, for that binds freely when men hold their liberty by true obedience to rules of their own making. That's by William Penn. King Constitution. It seems a paradox that people who claim to revere the rule of law are sometimes the same people who would advocate disobeying the law. How can someone advocate for a rule of law and at the same time as advocating for civil disobedience, nullification, or jury nullification? Wouldn't these activities undermine the rule of law and lead inevitably to chaos and anarchy? The beginning of the answer to this paradox comes to us from none other than Thomas Paine in his pamphlet, Common Sense. That's a document which challenged the authority of the British government and the royal monarchy, Paine wrote. Quote, as far as we approve of monarchy, that in America the law is king, for as in absolute governments the king is law, so in free countries the law ought to be king, and there ought to be no other. So the law, the king, is the Constitution. Everyone, even our federal legislatures, judges, and executive officers, is a subject of the Constitution. When our legislatures write laws that violate the Constitution, it is our duty as citizens to defend the king, to resist. It is our duty as jurors to find accused violators of unconstitutional laws to be not guilty. And it is the duty of state officials to nullify unconstitutional federal legislation. The citizens and the states are empowered and duty-bound to ensure that federal officials remain loyal to King Constitution. Now, I digress for just a bit. Today, we see all over our land courageous governors and state legislatures that are resisting laws handed down by the federal government, mandates, they, they're unconstitutional, and the states are standing up on their hind legs and saying no. <clears throat> Have you wondered if they're right? <clears throat> well, they are right. They're defending the Constitution. Not only are they right, <clears throat> this is their responsibility, their patriotic duty. Okay, now back to our article. The next piece of the puzzle comes to us in the often discussed Kentucky Resolutions of 1798, where Thomas Jefferson wrote, quote, Whensoever the general government assumes undelegated powers, 
Its acts are unauthoritative, void, and of no force. End quote. Upon reflection, we may realize that disobeying a void law is like dividing by zero. It can't be done. In order to be disobeyed, a law must first be legal. Civil disobedience, nullification, and jury nullification are ways for us to formalize the recognition that a law is void. So, the paradox is answered when we recognize that the lawless behavior comes from attempting to enforce an unconstitutional law, not from resisting it. King democracy. <laughs> there was a time when most Americans understood these duties of ours. Here in Pennsylvania, many of our citizens were involved in the Underground Railroad. They risked their own freedom and prosperity in order to help escaped slaves find freedom in the North. Northern juries often refused to find these people guilty. And Pennsylvania's legislators passed personal freedom acts to resist the federal fugitive slave acts of 1793 and 1850. More recently, some of us became complacent and took our liberty and the prosperity that accompanies liberty for granted. Many of us forgot these important duties of ours. Many of us even forgot about King Constitution. We are taught in grade school that we live in a democracy, and democracy means majority rules. Whatever the majority decides must be obeyed. In this view, the Constitution was just a set of rules for finding the will of the majority. This idea is antithetical to our founding. The Declaration of Independence, our foundational document, says, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. The majority cannot vote to take away your rights without your consent. One important component of our democratic republic is decision-making by a majority. However, it is often forgotten that our democratic republic also depends upon mutual consent. The majority may pass laws, but the majority cannot consent to them on behalf of the minority. As the Continental Congress and even William Penn knew, if we are not governed through consent, then we are governed through force. Tyranny. Just as King George III King democracy is a tyrant. Monopoly or competition. Another common belief in America today is that the Supreme Court has the last word in deciding whether a law is constitutional. In supreme injustice, uh, 
Andy Quesnell addressed this misconception. He wrote about the conflict of interest that occurs when the federal government is the sole arbiter, and he wrote, quote, In a conflict between A and B, we as a society do not permit A to be the sole judge of who wins, nor do we allow B to do so. The reason is simple. If A can decide the merits of his own conflict with B, B loses every time. Conversely, if B can decide the merits of her own conflict with A, B wins. It's simple human nature. No person can be trusted to be the judge of his or her own case. <clears throat> That's one reason it would make no sense for the federal government to be the sole arbiter. Another reason is that competition will improve the quality of the Supreme Court's decisions. Without competition, the Supreme Court can look at these words, quote, to regulate commerce with foreign nations and among the several states and with the Indian tribes, end quote and decide that they give the Congress the authority to determine how much wheat a Pennsylvania farmer may grow in his own farm to feed his own hens. <laughs> it is part of the American experience that monopoly power reduces quality and competition increases quality. Why should this be any different for interpreting the Constitution? The federal government has declared a monopoly for itself, which doesn't exist. Rather than blindly submit to the monopoly, the states may, the states must, decide for themselves whether a law is constitutional. In addition to providing a check against bad decisions, this oversight also promotes good decisions from the federal government. Like the people, the states have the power and the responsibility to refuse to consent to unconditional laws. We must all make sure that our own state officials are aware of this responsibility. Hey folks, thanks for listening. Remember, you are learning the truth. Tell your friends, speak with boldness, and keep your powder dry.